Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. Okay, so obviously we know that a lot of industries have been disrupted by COVID-19 and uh, it's going to take a while. It really, really is going to take a while for people to get their act together, for the entire world to start adjusting to what is now our reality. So we are going to be having a conversation around the property market. Okay, I know that my colleague the other day addressed directly uh, things directly related to COVID-19, how when when you can move and those regulations being lifted i know that the the deadline is of the 7th of june something around around that and all of that that's not really the focus of our conversation today the focus really is a more a broader conversation um we are trying to see whether this industry will ever be the same and i, I dare say it probably won't like many others um things have changed so much and uh, it's just an analysis of how much things have changed tim akinusu who's a founder and ceo of mortgage market joins us now on the line a very good afternoon tim and thank you so much for making the time to talk to us good afternoon uh, Mello, and uh, good afternoon to your listeners so tim i mean yeah. um gosh I, I don't even know if scenario planners <laughs> had this in mind but how bad is the situation in the property market? Well, the situation is confusing. And um, I think uh, to take a step back, you know, uh, the property market hasn't been in great shape yes. for a long time. Mm. And unfortunately, we can't blame this on COVID-19 sure. either. Ouch. You know, um, yeah, the reality is that uh, the property sector tracks the economy. Yeah. And what this essentially means is that if the economy has been underperforming for a long time, Consumer sentiment and consumer confidence about the earnest potential has also been weak for a long time. So, uh, in turn, consumers are unlikely to take out long-term debt to acquire property. And uh, that's where the real crux is. Um, however, having said this, you know, this does present some unique opportunities for buyers who are going to purchase property regardless of the state of the economy and the state of the property industry. And, of course, um, if you have investors that understand the long-term fundamental value of property, they are also going to be looking for a yield that's better than what the market can provide. And as a result of that, they're going to take full advantage of the sweet property market. At some point, though, Tim, someone's got to pay for it. So, for instance, let's be practical. <laughs> if if you have bought a piece of if you bought a piece of property for what five million rand, okay, and you are battling right now because COVID nineteen has hit you directly. Maybe you had no plans of ever selling, but now you're here and you cannot afford this home, okay. Sure. And then there is a prospective buyer who is very aggressive and knows that everybody's desperate, who's going to make you an offer of four million rand but your debt still remains five million rand someone's got to pay who is that person well unfortunately um if you had bonded uh that piece of land <laughs> yes uh you know your first point of call is either to go to the bank yeah. to either try to restructure your loan agreement with them and uh if you can't do that then offloading is probably yeah. your better option and the reality is that when you talk about house prices being affected yeah. by this um, pandemic, what it simply means is that the concept of willing buyer, willing seller changes, that that whole dynamic changes, sure. that you will have less buyers in the market yes. and more sellers willing to offload things. So buyers can then uh, dictate the prices and uh, hence drive the price down 
dependent on how desperate the seller is. Th- that's exactly it. So the point I'm making is as much as the property market was really going through difficult times and we all accept, for me, there is still a concern about this. This There is this debt that still exists, right? So great for the investor, but somebody is going to have to take a knock. And whether that's obviously the bank that's going to have to write it off at some point or this person who, who cannot afford to carry it, but at some point it's going to depress the market further or not? Yes, it will. Um, you will probably see a lot more um, individuals either surrender their properties to the banks and as far as uh, the restructures I spoke about yeah. or trying to sell the property and get in the most amount for it yeah. in a non-distressed way. Mm. But if it happens that they have to go into a distressed sale, even the banks are going to lose money. That's because it. At sale and execution, yep. a bank doesn't recover the full value of the property. Correct. Now, the long-term impact of that is that if you continue to have multiple of these scenarios play themselves out mm. in a close geography, that's when you then see the price of property decline in that particular geography. It's a so problem. So we're going to see that, yeah. It's a problem in the sense that um, banks are not actually in the business of selling homes, right? So um, when the process becomes that you now suddenly sit with the stack of properties, everybody has come up forward and, and you know, banks have said, come up, be clean, talk to us and whatever. And all of us sure. have gone and said, yes, listen, I am in distress. I cannot do this anymore. Take it over and then let's see what you can get out of it. And then let's see what debt I'm I'm, I, I remain with yeah. ultimately we still are sitting with banks that are now sitting with this asset that they don't actually want they're not in the business of selling property they're in the business of generating funding this, property uh, yes yeah. they're in funding property yes 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 you're, you're absolutely right banks uh, have no interest in holding on to the asset yeah. uh, the asset was meant to be uh, collateral um, for the loan that was uh, granted to the the individual. Yeah. So the way in which I think that the economy needs to look at this, or yeah. banks, or yeah. any uh, player who sits with this challenge, is you've got to take a long-term view. Mm-hmm. Uh, in the short term, there will be pain. But over time, the fact that South Africa has only about 30% of um, its uh, economically active population actually owning homes, mm-hmm. the demand is still there. So if you play a long game, if you are uh, a property investor, or even the banks, if you play a long game, ultimately, when we do ride out the storm, you will expect that these properties will command decent values well into the future. So maybe my next question, let me, but by the way, let me just uh, take calls and see, Tim, if there's anybody who has any other questions to ask you around this property issue. Um, sure. 0891-104-207. So maybe what I, I'm asking you is, at the moment, from what you've just said, 30% is not too big. Um, yeah. Can... Can the the banking sector afford it? In other words, are we in a position then where we could say, in fact, we can all take a long-term view of the situation because, as we said, nobody wants to hold on to the asset. We're not interested in the asset. But maybe we can restructure rather than be ruthless in how we look at the situation. Can essentially banks in this country afford it? We did well in 2008 when the world was crumbling. Can we afford it? Mm. In the short term, we probably can. Um, if you, if we decide to look at this from the perspective of uh, helping the customer yeah. to afford their properties, and which is what the payment holidays yes. have served as, is to be able to say, 
let's all take some short-term pain. Um, the banks obviously will extend and restructure uh, the loan agreements of individuals that take the payment holiday. Um, and this will afford the individual the opportunity to not have to pay the interest as well as the capital that's owed on a monthly basis for at least three months. Mm. But in the long term, this cannot be a sustained thing. And okay. this is what is uh, the biggest challenge to um, the lockdown that persists, is mm. that nobody knows when it's going to end. And mm. that's a scary thing for consumers, for businesses, and uh, you know, quite frankly, anybody who has a vested interest in generating revenue to continue to sustain their livelihoods, payments of properties, cars, etc. Got you. So in, in other words, if, if there was a definitive time frame... We, we may have all gone into this saying, actually, it's okay. We'll take a knock for a year or six months, banks, collectively, people, companies and whatever. And we can then forecast how we're going to recover. Trouble is, we don't know how long this is going to be. That's what makes it difficult. 100%. And, um, you know, I, I particularly started to pay close attention to um, landlords. Yes. and And when I talk about landlords, I think the automatic thing is for people to think about people that uh, house the average person um, over uh, a lease period of 12 months. But there are other types of landlords. We're talking about people that have property in, uh, that are holiday homes, um, that are used for Airbnb. Oh, my word, yes. Um, so if your property has exposure to the hospitality industry, mm. this is also a worrying trend because we already know that even if we were to get out of this lockdown period like tomorrow, yeah. this is not going to change your circumstances for the next four to six months. Um, so uh, it's, it is a very desperate situation. Um, and I can certainly say that uh, you know, the only way out of this is some more clarity around when this lockdown period is going to end. Then people can start making appropriate plans and, um, and try to preserve their credit profiles, try to preserve their assets, um, for the future is it is it as simple as saying the lockdown period when it ends because there is there is a distinction between the lockdown period and the actual pandemic and its persistence right you're absolutely right uh there is a, a difference i think we use some of that our uh, language interchangeably yeah but i think the most important thing is that we know that a vaccine is what ends this um from a long-term perspective mm. And in the, in the meantime, while there is no vaccine, we've still got to find ways to cleverly open up the economy and get some level of transactions going to be able to drive the economy forward. So um, I think the context that we're speaking about here is in the absence of a, uh, vaccine. a vaccine, how do we continue to survive as an economy and how do we continue to move forward um, with uh, being innovative and with deferring things that are not essential. Tim, I mean, are there any silver linings? Is there anything fantastic that's come out of this? I know that it's tough, but is there <laughs> anything that the industry has learned in a very short space of time that we could say, okay, well, at least we got that out of this situation? Yeah, it's, it's, it's a million dollar question, you know. Um, I think that there's some silver linings. And let me talk about, um, you know, just where the property industry is now. And I'm sure you've seen that we've potentially registered a lot less deals yes. um, at the deeds office than yes. we did this time around last year. Uh, so there's going to be some noise, especially um, when we 
we choose to open up again, there's going to be a lot of uh, catching up to do in terms of new sales and registering properties, etc. But the silver lining really is that the government has put in place a stimulus package and has, and has intervened brilliantly um, by uh, firstly reducing the um, prime interest rate by 200 basis points, which has meant that people have had um, relief from um, uh, the cost of debt. And secondly, we have this 500 billion rand um, economic stimulus package, which is in play. But the silver lining then is a little bit overshadowed by the fact that we can't sustain um, another economic stimulus of another 500 billion. So my hope is that with the with this package in place, um, we will be in a position to cushion the blow in the short term. And that's really the silver lining is that you have a low interest environment, yeah. which bodes well for people who are uh, looking to buy property anyway, mm-hmm. and it will stimulate people to go out there and spend more. There's some low-hanging fruit, Tim, that I'm surprised that there hasn't been enough noise about. So the deeds office, for me, I mean, the, the, there are people who in be, be, before COVID-19, during the lockdown and so on, were in the middle of transactions, right? Yes. And that's money that could have been part of our fiscus that could Absolutely. have actually moved that for me, it just, listen, I'm no expert, but I'm just feeling like, We've now locked money away that could have been moving in the system and maybe we could have just found a cleverer way of having the deeds office continue its work. You're absolutely right. And that's where a lot of the discomfort comes in is, um, you know, we, we need to be more engaged in things that are not necessarily preventing any further spread of the virus, but uh, can continue to tug along. And um, I think this is one such area because... Um, you know, by new registrations going through, yes. the government will get our transactional, uh, sorry, our transfer duties mm-hmm. through the system. You'll have a state agents receiving the commission. Yep. You'll have attorneys receiving uh, their fees. You'll have banks starting to be able to charge interest on those yep. registered properties. And so there's an entire value chain that's affected as a result of this. Mm. And um, I'm, I'm really hopeful that uh, this gets un- unbundled in the coming days to weeks. Have you made enough noise, Tim? Everybody seems to be lobbying for something. Are you lobbying for that to happen? I'm lobbying, but uh, not to the detriment of, um, you know, uh, a, a setback or an outbreak. But I think that there's ways in which we can uh, learn from what uh, Europe is doing, learn from what the Western world is doing in terms of how they are surgically reopening the economies again. But I mean, look, I, I'm, geez, as I said, I'm not an expert, but I, <laughs> it can't for me be rocket science. Banks anyway uh, operate in a very electronic manner, uh, which is a one plus. Um, I think that a transaction between a client and a lawyer doesn't have to be in person. Another plus. I mean, these things can happen electronically. I'm just wondering if is it really, really something that we cannot get around? Because I do think that we are sitting with a chunk of money that we've locked up. We are spending more than we are moving the economy forward. And this could be one great way of moving this economy. 100%. Hundred percent, and uh, and this is why the the debate around um, e-commerce platforms not being able to operate in this environment has been yeah, okay. um, a, a a really hot topic. Mm. So I mean, I look at a business like uh, Mortgage Market, which yeah. is um, an online uh, marketplace for home loans. Yeah. we're able to still trade. We're able to still 
um, give clients the, the ability to get access to the market, to make applications to the banks, thank God. Mm. But the reality is that if our counterparts, which are the estate agents, mm. are not able to conclude deals, mm. those customers can't come to us yeah. and apply for their home loan to the banks in any case. Mm. So um, the reality is that I think there are smart ways in which we can continue to operate mm. and, in fact, boost and create new industries and create new players that will impact the economy in a positive way through using um, e-commerce. Thank you so much for your insights there, Tim Akinusu, who's a founder and CEO of Mortgage Market. And uh, that was our conversation around the property market and where it's sitting at the moment. I don't know what your concerns are. I am seriously concerned because the reality is if people lose jobs, people cannot pay their mortgages, they cannot pay their bonds. And what are we going to end up with? I am really seriously concerned.